Mary. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> um, so I'm going to drop a pirate fact on you. Would you <gasps> like to hear one? I would love nothing more. Okay, so apparently pirates drank grog. Have you ever heard of that grog? Yes, I know what that is, actually. Do you know what it what it's comprised of? Uh, well, the way that it's discussed in my family, it's tea with um, with rum in it. Oh, okay. This was a mixture of rum and water and sometimes lime and sugar, which actually oh. sounds delicious. So I know, right? I think tonight I'm going to have me a, a mug of grog. That sounds a lot like tiponche. <laughs> oh, okay. my, my grandmother lived in the Caribbean for a while, and so like... <gasps> Yeah, so we have like that, that. There's a connection there, and but but that sounds a lot like Tiponche, like it's oh, wow. um, it's de- uh, so good. Oh my god, so good. Hmm. Very nice. Well, All right. Thank well, you for sharing that. That is your pirate fact of the day. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gentleman Pirates Library, a podcast covering every episode of the Mac show Our Flag Means Death. I'm Katie. And I'm Mary. And today we'll be taking a deep dive into Season 2, Episode 1, Impossible Birds, a.k.a. the one where Steed and Ed each girl bossed a little too close to the sun <laughs> with their folklore and reputation eras. <laughs> Okay, so full disclosure, we have both watched the first three episodes of the mm-hmm. of the second season. And honestly, I feel like they were meant to be watched as as a uh, trio, you know, as right? as the trio, right? Um, but for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to do episode per episode, so we're mm-hmm. not going to spoil any future episodes. Uh, so that if someone's watching later or someone's watching now and they only yep. want to watch one episode and then listen, yep. they're not going to be spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I did want to say, like, just because, like, we are very excited about this and we know that a lot of people have watched the three, the first three episodes. Like, it, it, like, do you have any general impressions that you'd like to share about the first three episodes? And then we can dive into, like, this first episode. Yeah. Um, without spoiling, I think I would say that... I would be, if this is all they could give us, like if there was some tragedy that befell and they were like, okay, we can do th- that. I would be happy with these three episodes. Ooh, that's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> no, see what you're saying. Well, happy is a very strong word, but you know. <laughs> but it does feel like a complete arc to some degree, it right? Really for some does. of the characters. Yeah. I and now, that. and after this third episode, it's like, okay, let's move on into the next chapter. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it was an interesting place to stop. Yeah, I agree. I I'm honestly amazed at how like how well the show so far has been able to talk about these really deep dark themes mm. inside the framework of a comedy. And mm-hmm. like at no point did I feel like the comedy aspect was inappropriate and same for the dark themes like they didn't overshadow the genre either. And and I'm just really amazed at the 
at how amazing it is that they managed to strike that balance. Uh, it's deftly handled. Like this, it gets dark. <laughs> oh my god! I rewatched episode two yesterday, and I was like, mm. "That is that yeah. dark." There you go. So if we wanted to move in a little bit more into episode one, is there anything like before we start uh, Mm -hmm. diving into it, like just overall, like what did you think of that first episode when you first watched it? So it did subvert my expectations, just like they promised, Uh, but in the best way, because it answered all of our questions. Like it seems like this episode just picked right up where we're standing there going, okay, so what happens to the crew and what happens mm-hmm. to Steed and what happens to Blackbeard and what happens to Izzy and Frenchie and it just picks right up. It answers almost all the questions. Mm. But, you know, when I when I was screaming at the end of the season, the the most burning questions I had, you basically were answered in the very first episode, which is very satisfying. I completely agree with you. And I think that they, again, they did something really amazing by weaving the two stories together of like what's happening mm-hmm. on the Republic of Pirates and on uh, the revenge. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think it would have been really, really easy for the pacing to feel off or choppy, but it really doesn't. And it comes together so nicely in the end, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You want to go ahead and dive right in? Yes, I would love okay. that. So the episode opens with Steed and Izzy dueling on the beach. And like, oh. Steed is good. <laughs> and he's looking so good. The beard? Hello. <gasps> oh my God. He just looks like, oh my God. Yeah, I have no words. And I didn't, I was one of the people who didn't particularly find him attractive in the first. And I, I recognize mm-hmm. that he's like an attractive man. But sure, he, sure. Yeah, right. But here I was like, oh, Steed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And of course, Izzy is also incredibly handsome. Wow. Uh, it's interesting because Izzy and Steed's dream is the only Izzy Steed ever knew. You know, he's the asshole. He's the, mm. you know, he's the very competent pirate. He's the quintessential pirate. Like, yeah. none, not the Izzy that we've gotten to know or that we've dreamed about or <laughs> fantasized about or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> and to be fair, also, Steed doesn't afford him the same kind of... Um, uh, like benefit of the doubt that we do yeah. right like he has no grace yeah, yeah. and no mm-hmm. there is no grace to offer izzy in in mm-hmm. terms of steed right like the last time that right. they saw each other he had just sold them out to the english so oh sure sure there you go can we also talk <laughs> about like the significance of sword fighting on this show oh, hello <laughs> yeah mm. well because in the first season it's it's a stand-in for penetrative intercourse right exactly like, yeah, there's definitely plenty of room for stizzy shippers of the world. So. Oh, yes, to enjoy <laughs> themselves with this scene, which is, it, well, like you said, right? Penetrative intercourse. And, and, and Steed does kill Izzy by, you know, by, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> with his, both his knife and his sword, which I'm not too yeah. sure what to make of that, but, um, What's interesting here is that he asks him where Ed is, and in true Izzy fashion, he replies with his dying breath, you absolute twat. (laughs) That was the fun, like, you know, you're sitting there watching this, like, with your bowl of popcorn, and you're like, what's gonna happen? And then when they did that, like, it's just, I mean, 
you're like, oh, okay, we're in for a fun ride. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, this is still a comedy. Like we're, we're still having yeah. fun with all of this. And, and I, I also wasn't particularly like worried about Izzy. Cause I'm like, no, no, I know that he comes back. Like they wouldn't kill him right. this way for us, you know, like it's fine. Yeah. It's that fine. was interesting too, because I mean, I guess it's made pretty clear that it's a dream sequence, but at first I was like, what is happening? And I think because I think for a general audience viewer, they might not have recognized it until like the farting scene later yes <laughs> but for us where we've seen that he's in late you know he we've seen the trailer and we've seen sneak peeks and he's very clearly in the rest of the season like we're not too worried about it but no. i just i wonder if someone who's not tapped in how they would feel when they saw Izzy dying in the first scene of yeah. season two. <laughs> They're like, oh man, they brought poor Con O'Neill all the way to New Zealand just to kill him in the first scene. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. I, I guess to me, like, he wasn't really ever in danger, so I never really yeah. got to think. But I would be really curious if anybody's ever had that experience, tweet at us. I'd yeah. love to hear that. Definitely. This is when Ed appears in the horizon and they oh have like God. this 80s style reunion. <laughs> like they run towards each other and they fall to the ground and they roll around in the sand. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yes. And I love that um, uh, Ed has the Blackbeard beard. Yeah. Because that's who Steed fell in love with, right? Like, yes. He's the one, like, he's not going to show him the clean shaven or, or one he never even saw, like, how when he, like, painted his face with ash or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he has that very clear, like, blackbeard beard. And, oh, he, and he compliments Steed's beard, too, which is so cute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you can tell that, like, the beard, he was growing a beard in order to, like, impress him also. Like, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of that. Like, he wanted to look good for his boyfriend, right? Like, there yes. was definitely this, that, that was in the back of his mind when it was happening. Can we talk for a second that he calls him babe, oh. love, mate, which is as in buddy, not yeah. mate, and bro. So, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what it is about me and couples, uh, you know, men loving men couples that call each other pal and buddy and bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just something about it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think it's also because it highlights the friendship. That's at the foundation yes. of it, which it I, is, which yeah. I, which I appreciate. I definitely appreciate. And my other ship too has the same thing. So, oh yeah. yeah, I know. Well, I know, buddy. <laughs> so this, that's right, pal. That's right, pal. This uh, lovely reunion is cut short by the sound of a very, 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 very long fart, and it turns out that Steed was dreaming, and when he wakes up, <laughs> Wee John is actually farting on him. I love they're so mad. Yes. They're so mad at him because he, like it's not it's not we John and his gas, it's him being loud about it. Yes. Because they're all used to sleeping together and he's the only one who's not. That's and true. He's so whiny and they're like, shut up. And he goes, <laughs> You're making more sound. What <laughs> was the line was so funny, it cracked me up. He was like, You're making more sound with the sound of your shushing than me dying from his farts. <laughs> He's so dramatic. I love him. <laughs> oh, Steed. You can tell that like he's really out of his element here. Yes. <laughs> but I kind of love that. Like, I, I, yeah. I like that he he really does. He needs it in order to grow up. Like he needs a, mm -hmm. a hefty dose of reality. And I think that he is certainly getting it in this season, right? Like this yeah. is maturing uh for Steed. Mature. Mature. <laughs> 
So after this opening sequence, which I think deserves an Emmy in and of itself, um, (laughs) we get a little bit of exposition. It turns out that Stephen and the crew that had been marooned are now working for Spanish Jackie on the Republic of Pirates in her restaurant, in her bar, or her pub, whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. She's immediately very interested in the Swede. Um, So (laughs) I don't know if you want to talk about that. It's so, it's so interesting to me. Cause you know, I talked about last season when he was like infantilized, you know? Um, and I, I didn't really like how they treated him on the revenge. So the fact that he gets this major glow up is just chef's kiss that he's like treat, like she, she's treating him like he is some precious gift and they've always treated him like he is just, Oh, go run, go run Swede. You know? So Mm. he doesn't even have a name. Now he's, he's not, he's, he was the Swede and now he's Jackie's husband. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I'm excited to talk about that a little bit later because I have some thoughts Mm -hmm. about it too. Um, but yeah, what's interesting here is that all of the, like all of the crew has found some jobs, right? Like we, John Mm -hmm. is the bouncer. Steed is the host, uh, Roach cooks, and Black Pete is serving, and you also have Buttons, who's playing music, and Alu, mm-hmm. Aluwande, who is handling the bar. And I just love that. I love that they have found roles in, in this weird temporary situation. So do you remember in season one, um, it, I think it was when Izzy shows up to talk to Spanish Jackie. Geraldo is talking to her and he says, we should serve food. And she starts yelling at him and she's like, that we would need a wait staff. We would need menus. (laughs) So it looks like they're serving food because Roach does say order up. But if you notice Roach cooking, he's cooking in the fireplace in the dining room. There's like no kitchen. He's like standing in front of the fireplace. (laughs) I mean, I guess it would be like, I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> poor baby. But I mean, I, I he's used to like a galley. In I, I've been watching yeah. a lot of. Um, oh my god, this is embarrassing. But I've been watching a lot of like Below Deck in since we recorded season is. one. It's a reality show about people living uh, like uh, about staff on yachts on super yachts, and so like <laughs> yes, it's. All right, it, hold on. I've read a Dusty LAU based on. <laughs> Okay, so now I know what you're talking about. That's really funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to read that. That's going to be so good. Okay. I'll have to find it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. Okay. Um, But coming back to this show, because I've been watching this, like, there, now I'm like, oh, okay, like, the kitchen is not called a, called a kitchen on a on a boat. It's called a galley. And so, like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. So oh, you're like, all nautical now. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. I love I love having the right words for things. Like, that's yes, something that I really, really do. like. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, he's used to a galley on a boat. Like, so I'm assuming that he's used to very, like, rudimentary tools in the kitchen, right? So, mm-hmm. it yeah. makes sense for him to be like, yeah, fireplace, I can, I can do that. I can, I can make, deal with that. I can make do with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Roach is like the most, you know, meat is meat, I, you know? There you go. Meat is meat. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I, you know, you tell me any character and I'm like, oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel the same about them. Except for who we meet. Well, this is where Don't we love meet Richard Baines, who seems to be like a fan of Steed and like, all of this exposition is happening as Steed is writing a letter to Ed. So we're hearing mm-hmm. him like um, 
read the or like writes this letter to Ed. And mm-hmm. seeing as he doesn't know where Ed is, he's sending his message as a message in a bottle. And he kisses the bottle I and he throws this. it. There's so much pining. I can't take it. Yeah. I, I really, truly wonder if Ed's going to find these letters eventually. Like, yeah. You know, or someone. Oh, or maybe someone's going to, like, an enemy is going to find it and, like, use the information against them. Like, is he putting too much information mm, in them, you know? Maybe. I don't know. You know, th- I think this is one of those things that's really interesting to think about, ha- not knowing what's going to happen with mm-hmm. that. Because it does feel a little bit like, okay, they're introducing this, so therefore they're probably going to do something with it. At right. the same time, it might very well be just a narrative tool. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. I just think that, like... I love them. And I'm I very excited too. for them to get back together. <laughs> and the explicit romance. Like, yes. no one ever. No one's going to be like, oh, they're just really good buddies. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're just really all. good buddies. Yeah, yeah. No. So this is when we switch to Ed. Um, Ed and his side of the crew have boarded a ship where there's a wedding happening. And they slaughter everybody on that ship. And... By all accounts, these people have done nothing wrong. They're not yeah. even like, I mean, of course, like, I'm sure they're colonizers or I'm sure, you know, like, mm-hmm. but like, by all accounts, these people are literally just trying to get married. Yeah. And it's uh, like, you watch it and you're like, oh, this is badass. And then when you really start to think about it, you know, when they cut to them being traumatized, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. But yeah. the, the quote I, I just need to point out the quote when yes. the the pastor says, you know, oh, what demon is this? And he says, demon, I'm the fucking devil. Mm. And these are the kids. And he, mm. they pan out and like Izzy has this huge smile on his face. And like it was yeah. just, it was so badass. And so it, I think that's why when they cut later uh, in this scene that it's so jarring because you're like, oh, they're having so much fun. And then you're like, oh, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. I wasn't, I mean, again, I think having seen the trailer and like the little scenes here and there, like it, yeah. I was kind of expecting that, but it's true. You're absolutely right. It was really jarring. It was really, mm-hmm. really jarring. So, and he's also the caricature of himself, like with the nine guns. I know, yes. And the uh, knives. Yeah, It's, it's really like he is becoming... He is becoming what people expect of him, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. oh boy, do I have some thoughts about that. Um yeah. I, that I think will be more appropriate in, in episode two. But yeah, mm-hmm. um he's really leaning into I am becoming this thing that everybody thinks that I am anyway. So mm-hmm. why does it matter yeah. who I think I am when yeah. you you guys have all made up your mind about me? I will give yeah. you what you're expecting. Ugh. Yeah. Ed. Um, mm. Yeah. And like you said, it, there's a very, very uh, rapid cut to the crew just like showing us that they're not having fun, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Fang is crying. Uh, well, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, so this is where we find out that they've been plundering and killing basically every day since Ed turned into the Kraken. And like. Like you said, they look really into it. Like Izzy yeah. is sword fighting and Jim is throwing knives and Ivan is like breaking people's spines and Frenchie has become... Frenchie, he's become the cat <laughs> that like... Oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I just... It's, it's so... Oh. It is so interesting. It makes you think about yourself mm-hmm. um, because of the way that they 
laid this scene out because you are sitting there going, yeah, okay, yeah, you all are badass. This is yeah. great. And then when when it flips, you're like, oh, yeah, that was really bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why was I celebrating that? <laughs> well, I think because they seem to enjoy it, right? It's, it's like, true. oh, okay, yeah. like you're doing, you you know, whatever, you're doing well. But mm-hmm. it, it, it was a bit jarring for me because I was like, you know, these people didn't really want to be fighting when they were fighting with steed right but at Mm -hmm. the same time maybe like i don't know i don't know yeah but yeah in that scene fang is sobbing like jim is in complete shock and frenchie is compartmentalizing to a degree that like makes dean winchester seem emotionally healthy (laughs) i love it so much like he's like in my head there's a box yeah you just put it in there (laughs) and you're like oh honey don't do that but he's so i i I do say that everyone is my favorite, but I, I'm like, Frenchie is my favorite. Cause he's just so like, he, he's so versatile. He's, yeah. he's so quick on the uptake. He knows how to survive. He knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And he like, I just love him. I don't know. I, I've always had a soft spot for that no, actor too. I, I really like him. You know, I, I yeah. Listen, Frenchie has and not that I didn't like him before but I find that like in the past just watching these three episodes like I have come to adore this character and Mm -hmm. like I hold him close to my heart the same way that I do Izzy and like I refuse any kind of like criticism of this character Mm -hmm. I love him I love Mm -hmm. him I love him okay (laughs) um but yeah, and and it's also it's interesting because like I don't know if you remember the first episode again of of the of season one where Steed is about to give his like talk it through as a crew like thing, mm-hmm. and and Frenchie says something about like oh we bottle it up. Yeah, that's true. Oh my mm-hmm. god, <laughs> and and it's like oh my god, you've gone from like bottle it up to like I have this box, and in this box oh I god. put uh, so it's you can tell that his mental health has deteriorated. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. I yeah. love him. Yeah. And Fang. I know. Oh my God. And oh. they. Okay. So so I know that everyone's salty about this, and I am too. Yeah. That poor Ivan was treated as a throwaway line. Just mm. oh, he didn't even react when Ivan got killed, and and we had known um that the actor who plays Ivan had said that he wasn't asked back for season two, and right. you know, I mean. Things happen in production. Choices are made in production. I don't think it's a reflection of the actor. No. I, you know, I don't think it's, um, you know, I know they brought on Archie, who is someone new, and it's like, well, why couldn't you just keep Ivan? And you know, there, there's an argument to be made, but there's mm-hmm. also an argument to be made for like fresh blood and fresh storylines. And yeah. you know, when you have more things happen to the same characters, it becomes like soap opera. Mm-hmm. you know like it's yeah. like in a soap opera this person had an evil twin and they also yes. got <laughs> were in a coma and then yeah. they found out that their father was you know whatever yeah and so you know there is a there is an argument to be made to have fresh blood which you know i'm not simping for the studio or anything but and i am i wish in a perfect world we could have ivan there as well yeah, same and i wish it was handled a little bit differently but like at least they mentioned him <laughs> like i guess the bright side is at least they did mention him yeah exactly there was an acknowledgement right like i'm not too happy about it but what do you, what are you gonna do you know right 
Right. Yeah. I know. I, I To be entirely honest with you, I haven't really spent that much time thinking about it just because there's really nothing I can do. Yeah, um, right, right. But I... I agree. Like I was really devastated when, when we found out that the actor who plays Ivan wasn't going to come back. Yeah. Um, because he was upset. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and, he was I mean, upset. a lot of people yeah. are like, Oh, well it's fine. No big deal. I have my other stuff to do. And he was like, nah, this sucks. You know, yeah, which exactly feel your feelings. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. And like, I think, you know, like it, it's okay to be disappointed mm-hmm. when something like that happens. Like it sucks to get fired, you know, like, yeah. So anyway, and, and I think, I think it was interesting that the phrase that they chose to say, like he didn't even cry when Ivan got killed because like yeah. the fans cried. Yes, you know what I mean? So like, there's like this acknowledgement that like, we know you were that's upset true. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I'm like, okay, well at least he was mentioned. It wasn't just like forgotten. Right. I mean, right. yeah, to be, at least we got that. Yeah. 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 Um, before we move on, I do need to point out that this is where uh ed picks up those um wedding toppers yes that will come into play later yeah because one of them looks so much like steed it's ridiculous yes exactly (laughs) absolutely and i think it's really interesting that we do not see him take them right so it means that like maybe he did that like covertly like he didn't want other people to see it which is interesting to me yes you imagine his little squirrely like look to the side while everyone's killing he's like whistling yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) there's also a new person archie who we're going to talk about as we get like a little bit deeper into the episode because right now like i don't have that much to say yeah exactly i'm I'm very excited about this i'm excited also like overall did you notice that there are more femme presenting people on the show like even in the background and stuff i did notice yeah i Mm -hmm. i have to say that like i thought that that was cool so thank you yeah thank you for listening yeah they um archie yeah i really do like archie archie seems to be um someone who's just unfazed like kind of a typical pirate she's like oh yeah we kill people whatever Mm. um she's a lot less phased than everyone else and it's kind of nice because that's who like fang and ivan used to be but then we found their softer sides yeah and so i guess they needed someone who was like yeah whatever i'll do whatever you ask i don't really care yeah exactly i agree i think they needed that to balance the crew here and uh, Fang is no longer that person. Oh no, oh, Fang is a big teddy bear. Fang is oh. like, hmm. Oh, oh. bless his heart. I love anyway. him. Anyway, I just want to give him a hug. I know. So we do head back to the Republic of Pirates, where Steed and Alu are at Susan's soup kiosk, um, and they're talking about Blackbeard. And I find mm-hmm. this conversation really fascinating, personally, because like steed is really in denial of his own actions like alu tells him that ed is going to murder him because he dumped him Mm -hmm. and steed is just not hearing it he's like (laughs) i didn't dump him we were on a break which i think for like anyone who was alive in the late 90s and like early 2000s is ross geller code for like oh my god stop being a dumbass and take responsibility for the shit that you've done a friend's reference right in front of my bowl of soup i can't even like David Jenkins. I know, right? (laughs) This was written for my generation. I can't even take it. The audacity. How dare you? I know. It was like, you did not just say that, Steed. I just started staring into the middle distance and flashes of friends. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, like, Rachel Green inhabited my body and was like, (gasps) Picture Steed with the with the Rachel. Yes, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. 
I love it. No, I love that. I do love it because they're just like walking around Republic of Pirates. And remember when they were walking around Republic of Pirates for the first time when he's like all in white and he's about to get killed. But now he's just like, hey, I live here. Whatever. Screw you all. And he just fits in. It's really nice. Um, He belongs. But yeah. Yeah, he does. It's really nice. And then Alu, Alu. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Frenchie. Alu's my favorite. (laughs) I told you, every time we talk about anyone, they're my favorite. (laughs) I know, I know. It's going to be interesting. But he's so cute. (laughs) Next time it's going to be sorry, Alu, but like Pete is my favorite. Right? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. But uh, Susan, so we meet Susan, and I really like her. She's really, yeah. like, no-nonsense and cute, and she seems to like Alawande, and, like, it's really cute. And, and Auntie behind her. Is... I I love Auntie. I am I like so excited to talk more about Auntie. Fluffy! Yes. Chill. I need you to chill. What is happening? Do we just want to do a disclaimer that you're going to hear cat? probably yeah 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 sorry about that so full disclosure you might hear some kitty meows because we're recording this in the morning and the cat is like oh she's awake play with me (laughs) he has decided to sing the song of his people all morning yes yes okay so we switch back to the revenge where izzy is telling ed that the crew's not doing so hot right in steed's old quarters which is real it's it's hard to see the state it's in like yeah. like the revenge is its own character and to see and especially like the stateroom of steed where with his library and to see how much damage it's gone through it's really upsetting to me i'm like oh why'd you do that it was so beautiful i have a theory that this season the revenge the state of the revenge is going to be a direct reflection of the state of the relationship between mm. Ed- Eid, Eid, oh my god, I'm saying it <laughs> Ed and Steed. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have a feeling that we're going to see the revenge in like a better state eventually. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. We'll see. But yeah. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so Ed just doesn't want to hear whatever Izzy has to say. Like he's too busy snorting rhino horn. And mm. he also like basically blames Izzy for not being able to get the crew to do what he wants. Hmm. Which, like, I don't know. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Um. Can I explain Rhino Horn to you? Yes, please. Okay. So I did some research because I was like, "Oh, what is Rhino Horn? Like, this is interesting." Because I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously, he's like snorting it. And it's like cocaine, right? So, yeah. like, yeah. But it, so Rhino Horn actually has a pretty interesting history. So Rhino Horn is comprised of mostly keratin, uh, which is like what our fingernails and hair are made of, right? So, but a lot of animal horn is actually bone that has a very thin layer of keratin mm. uh, on top, and so that's what makes Rhino Horn different from from other horn. Um, so what? The center of the horn is made up of calcium and melanin, but the earliest and most common use of it is that they would um, carve it into cups, and um, it was a poison detector. But it makes sense because usually if you're poisoned, like your fingernails will will turn colors because poison is pretty alkaline, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it would detect poison in drinks. Um, So that was a very popular thing to use in rhino horn, including in the 18th century. So. Wow. Um, that would be something that that people might use. Um, but in the context of the show, 
uh, the way he was snorting it, there was actually a surge in rhino horn poaching in the early 2000s when a rumor circulated that first and foremost, it cured a Vietnamese politician of cancer, but two, that that ancient Chinese medicine, quote unquote, used rhino horn for virility and as an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was like a, oh, wow. So that was like an early 2000s rumor. That's so weird. Because I've heard that. Right. Interesting. So it's like, it didn't, so it was completely debunked. Like they actually did use rhino horn for like fevers and like liver disease and like just common ailments. Mm -hmm. But as far as it being for virility, um, they think because, you know, the rhino horn is like, this huge erect thing that yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. it was kind of you know associated yeah, it's phallic with male and therefore, virility. yes yeah. right okay. and so um that's so it's something that's fairly modern mm. that's been taken to put in a show back in the 18th century you know like it's just kind of that's very so interesting funny. i mean yeah. i again i love the anachronisms of the show like it makes it even better in my opinion and i'm not mm-hmm. i don't usually think that way <laughs> like, i really yeah. do think that it makes it even better because it does again this coming right on the tail end of like the ross geller reference the friends reference mm-hmm. yeah yeah, there you yes. go. So like everybody from that era who like grew up in that era or was a teenager or a young adult in that era mm-hmm. would have heard this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And mm. so so you wonder how they are going to use it in the show. Like, obviously, he's like, here, do you want some rhino horn? And he's like, not right now. Um, And it's like, OK, so is this an is this an aphrodisiac in the show is this for virility in the show what's been going on on the revenge in the show if there's just pile they've mentioned again like oh he's doing too much rhino horn like Mm. is this you know is he also very like keyed up and you know sexually like what's going on yeah it's interesting it alludes to a lot i don't think it will ever explicitly no no, no, go there but it just kind of adds a layer of like oh god this guy is out of control in a lot of ways yes absolutely but i mean i think that the show never really explains things like like the sword fighting for example like we Mm. know what it means um it's been talked about afterwards about what it means and i think that this is also one of those things so i think that it i think you're absolutely right like it touches on that idea of like um showing that he is probably like sexually amped up at the moment and also mm-hmm. like as a metaphor for coke because i'm yeah. i'm not sure that they would have been able to just talk about snorting co- coke yeah on mm-hmm. this particular show well like um, there was an opium like well but like back then stuff like that was used you know mm-hmm. as medicinal and then mm-hmm. i'm sure it was used recreational but yes. i think the <laughs> showing it in a modern setting you'd be like dude that's a pile of coke don't do that please (laughs) but there you go exactly and that's and and that's literally what he's doing like he's numbing the pain um yeah with what we would think of today as cocaine yeah i think Mm -hmm. anyway i think Um, it makes sense yeah so izzy goes to the crew and tells them that they have to throw their plunder overboard so mm-hmm. that they can go and plunder some more. And honestly, it really goes about as well as you can imagine. Well, like, you know, I guess clear clearly to the crew, it was slightly justified all the killing that they do because mm. they've got treasure. And now yeah. tossing it makes the murdering they did even more horrible in their eyes. They're like, well, wait, we 
we did this for nothing. So he just wants to kill and torture and rob people so that they feel displeasure. Like the pleasure that we get from having all the riches is not even, doesn't even count to displace that feeling, you know? So it's just, they're like, uh, this makes no sense. No. Like go bury it somewhere and make a treasure map. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, what are you at doing? Least, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that really shows like the state of mind that Ed is in at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like he's not doing this for the accumulation of resources or mm -hmm. the gaining of status or anything like that. Like he is truly doing it. I, I'm going to say for fun. Yeah. Uh, I understand that he is not having fun in any of these yeah. moments, but like, I, I truly think that he is doing it as a coping mechanism. Like what he is getting yeah. out of the killing and the plundering is something completely different from what the crew thinks that they should be getting from it. Right. Yeah. Like they it's want the outlet. resources. Yeah. It's an outlet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I really and again, this was a scene that we got a little bit before the show aired. So like we knew mm -hmm. it was coming, but like what's really interesting about this scene is that instead of mutinying against Izzy, they basically have an intervention with him about like how unhealthy his relationship with Ed is. Like they bring up the rhino horn. They bring up the fact that Ed has cut off at least two more of Izzy's toes. Ugh. And like, instead of yelling at them, Izzy just cries. And whimpers. Yeah. Yeah, it I, was I I didn't feel good when I watched this. I didn't like it. It was really jar it was really tough. I I it was so sad because yeah. you know, you're presented with this strong pirate who especially just hides everything. Mm -hmm. And for him to be broken down this far. I mean, he he was happy to have his first toe cut off. I like, know. Uh, but that's the but uh, okay, okay. I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because I think to me it it it's and we'll talk about this in the next few episodes as well because like clearly they go too far. But like it's, I think it talks about like a toxic relationship where two people were getting what they needed out of it. Yeah, but it has gone too far, and now it's no longer just a toxic relationship it's an abusive one yeah well and like he's like i will i will give i will sacrifice pieces of myself to bring you back and Ugh. now it's like no i can't cut off you, any more pieces of myself because you're going too far yeah because you're you're wanting <sighs> too much of me essentially like and and, and yeah. you know this is interesting because it allows izzy to value himself too and to think about the value, yeah. the literal value of his body and like what he, the pieces of himself that he is giving yeah. to Ed in these yeah. moments. Yeah, I just, I, it's, it's really heartbreaking to watch. And the, the crew, the, using such modern language, unhealthy yeah. relationship, you know, yeah. with, but, and the fact that Jim brings it up, like, you know, we were a little bit worried that like Jim had an aptitude towards, um, cruelty because mm. they, um, you know, murdered pretty ruthlessly as a vendetta. Yeah. Um, you know, against their parents being murdered, but, um, it shows that Jim is very much affected by all of this. Um, Fang, Fang starts hugging Izzy yeah. and Frenchie also is holding, um, Izzy's hand. Yeah. I didn't know if you noticed that. So mm -hmm. I think, and I don't, I don't really see it in the scene, but there's some like, um, shots out there on the internet of like wider shots of the scene 
And well, Frenchie is holding Izzy's hand. Yeah. And Fang is hugging him from behind and they're both yeah. like rocking him. There you go. <sighs> the fact that they're all three of them rocking at the same time shows that yeah. there is physical contact between Frenchie and Izzy. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. It, and it's it was... again, that rocking motion, like that comfort that like, yeah. it's okay. Like, well, we can get through it together if you want to, you know, like, right. Ugh. And he's fighting it and he, but then he starts whimpering and crying and like the old Izzy would have like threatened their lives and ran off and maybe cried alone. But like mm. let him being so broken, uh, he can't, he can't hide it from them. And it's just, oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's bad. It's bad. Bad all around. And yeah. not bad as in like bad, but like, it, like, is it, it's really good storytelling, but like, it's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. De- a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. So we're back again at the Republic of Pirates, and Spanish Jackie basically steals all of the money that the crew had been saving to buy a new ship. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> whatever. I still love her, though. I don't oh, care. Oh, I love her. Like, yes. Whatever. Do, Screw these guys. Yeah, exactly. nose jar. <laughs> nose jar. Steed threatens to steal it back, which I was like, oh, stupid. Steed. Yeah, stupid also, but like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so Jackie and her husbands throw out the whole lot of them, except the Swede, who is now one of Jackie's husbands. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, Swede. Go, yeah. Swede. Okay. Um, so I, I need to point this out. I don't know if you noticed this. When they get kicked out and they're standing under that broken bridge, um, Buttons has a rope around the middle of him and Roach is holding it. And when <laughs> when the rain starts, Roach pulls Buttons over to like shelter. Like why? I didn't Why is that. Buttons? <laughs> what happened? Like and he has been this entire time been like lamenting like oh, when yeah. can we go back to the ocean? When can yeah. we go back to the sea? And like I know he missed it so like are they trying? Are they like keeping him from like running into the ocean? Maybe. <laughs> like I think I anything is possible with buttons. Like I, this is a character that I don't quite understand, but I really love yeah. watching from afar. You know, I'm like, oh, like you're, why is he you're captive? Cool. I don't understand why Roach is leading him around on a leash. It makes no sense. Is he captive, or is is well, that I, a way just, to care for him? I yeah right. You know what right. I mean? It probably like, is a way to care for him. But it was just I was like, I was watching it a second time. I didn't catch it the first time, and I was like, wait, why did he have a rope around him? Why I is Roach pulling him? But I love it. It's like a baby, you know, he's, like he's like parents. a leashed kid. Yes, like a leashed yeah. toddler. <laughs> And, like, at the end of the day, again, like, people put leashes on their kids to protect them, right? Like, it's Out of not, love. It's not a Exactly. Yeah, not and a I, I truly think that this is, like, what's happening with, with Roach and Buttons here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Steed is starting to come to terms with the fact that he's afraid to see Ed. Um, and it's because he's afraid that his life is better without him. Now... Mm-hmm. We know that that's not the case, but he doesn't. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks Ed's doing right now. Like, just, <sighs> I, I guess, just existing like he did before. But Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's probably thinking, like, look at all the partying he's doing, you know? Like, I think... Oh, yeah, because he's getting maybe... that, like, list of, of crimes. Yes, there you go. I think maybe the crimes and the, the, the all of that stuff is meant to be, like, partying. Like, a metaphor for partying. 
Okay. And so he's like, look at all the festivals he's going to, you know, like without it's me. Like look scrolling. at his Instagram feed. Yeah. Yes! Oh <laughs> it's like scrolling his Instagram. Like, oh yeah, I'm not invited to that one. Great. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, look at all the hot guys that he's around and I'm not there. Yeah. It, 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 that's really what it feels like to me. <laughs> he's out there living his best life and here I am. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, I definitely lost this breakup. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what Seed is thinking for sure. Yes. And this is where Richard Baines, who we've met briefly before, finds Steed and tells him that the gentleman pirate saved his life and he's his hero. What does he mean by that? Like, he saved his life. I guess that showed him a way that he could be? I think so. I, I think he doesn't I, elaborate. So. He says that he was thinking about ending it all, but then the the gentleman pirate showed him a way. Oh, okay. Right, like showed him who he could be, and I think that because we talked a lot in the first season about how piracy is a metaphor for masculinity and how like mm -hmm. Steed wants to be a real pirate, you know, like that's kind of mm -hmm. his big thing, and the the wooden boy, which comes back in this season, right? Like, and I think right. that what Richard Baines is saying here is that like he. He was thinking about suicide. He was considering suicide yeah. because he couldn't find a way to live his masculinity in a way that felt good mm -hmm. for him. And Steed showed him through example what is possible, that there's not only one form of masculinity. Right. Don't make me feel empathy for this smarmy little guy. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. Fine, I, yes. <laughs> but he but looks, I, like even visually, he looks a lot like Steed in season one. He truly does. I think like that's his the whole hair point. and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's a throwback almost to like who he used to be. And, and we'll see that also. Like Steed tells him like, this isn't a joke. Like this is real. You have to be careful. Like mm -hmm. Steed has his wits about him a lot more this season than he did. And we're seeing that contrast with Bane's. Yeah, because he when he walked to the Republic of Pirates and everyone's like, you need to be careful. He's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. But now he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I love that. I love that growth. It's really, really well done. Mm -hmm. um, so Baines mentions that Jackie has a Roman puzzle chest that is of great value and Steed and the crew decide that they're just going to steal it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, they haven't learned quite enough lessons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Don't cross Spanish Jackie. I know, right? Jim had to put on a fake nose and get on a random pirate ship to get away from oh, Spanish Jackie. And God. Jim's competent. I like, know. what? I know, right? I know. <laughs> oh, we're just going to steal it. Oh. The Swede ends up helping them also because he owes them a life debt, is what he says. That's sweet. Like... I don't know. I'm glad that he didn't, like, completely change his loyalty to Spanish Jackie, even though, like, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I She's see, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I have I a crush see. on her. Yeah, I, I mean, same. On it. I want to be one of her husbands, like, frankly. Honestly. Like, you know. <laughs> um, we're totally normal about this, you and I. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but I want to talk about what he says, though. Because, like, the, the crew kind of, like you know, gives him a hard time because he's mm -hmm. her husband, right? And he mm -hmm. says, my time with Jackie has been the happiest of my life. Aww. Her love has helped me locate parts of myself that I didn't even know existed and reclaim others that I had long missed. And I'm getting emotional just reading this because like, 
if you see the crew's reaction, like you can see that Steed is just like smiling in, in like in a knowing way, like he knows, and so oh. is Aluande. But you oh. can see that there are others in the background who are like like Roach. Roach is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like you can tell the ones that have loved and been loved that way, and the ones that haven't. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to rewatch that scene. That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's really, really beautiful. Like and it's so small. It's a second and like uh-huh. Oh, and to bring this back to what we were talking about with Izzy, mm-hmm. like the you know, here again we're talking about like parts of, of myself. Parts of myself, yeah. And and Izzy is literally losing parts of himself, like being parts mm-hmm. of himself are being taken by by Ed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so showing like what healthy love looks like and what unhealthy love eh. looks like yeah <laughs> quote exactly. unquote healthy <laughs> well i mean listen you know i know i know the they're they're happy right like they're happy that's right, really right, what right. matters <laughs> right I, I i like to so since you pointed out that quote it's interesting because the the quote from the swede that sticks out to me the most in season one is uh the teeth they don't go back in <gasps> so oh. like he he's so eloquent in this season, like love has unlocked eloquence mm. and calmness and assurity and like just, you know, he's he's become a real boy. But you're also pointing <laughs> to him losing parts of himself. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Because oh of gosh. because of the crew, right? Because yeah, their lack of care for him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they didn't intend all of that, but we made I dis- those no, I disagree. You with disagree? That. Okay. I disagree with that. I, I and I would usually agree with you when it comes to like other shows, wink, wink, supernatural. True, but like true, true, true. So far, every like or a lot of the things that like fandom has like said about the show and read into the show, the the creators were like, yeah, that's what we were meant to do. You I mean, I would I mean? say that like, too if I was a creator, but. <laughs> totally meant that uh-huh <laughs> but at least it's not like no we know you guys read yes. that much there's no shaming right there's True. like an encouragement and a love for the the audience and for the fans that like is just yeah. not present on other shows so oh yeah it's... i mean with supernatural i've always said that they bumble fucked their way into the greatest love story ever told oh, but yeah. you know let's not try to get hate mail about this <laughs> <laughs> let's move on okay <laughs> So we're back on the revenge to create contrast again with this beautiful love that the Swede and Spanish Jackie share. And Izzy breaks it to Ed that the crew doesn't want to throw their treasure overboard. Doesn't go over well. It it does not go over well. And Izzy, mm. again, just looks so broken. Ed says that he's going to cut off another one of Izzy's toes. And this is when Izzy goes, what am I to you? We've worked together for years. You know me better than anyone has ever known me. And I dare say the same is true about for me about you. I have love for you, Edward. (sighs) He's so defeated when he says, what am I to you? And like the way he's just staring and he's so he's so broken i think this is like the moment okay i uh, disclaimer mm-hmm. um i'm getting emotional talking about this but like izzy and edward's relationship is like unlocking things for me oh. <laughs> um and the way that i read that moment was that like Izzy has finally realized that, like, Edward can never love him the way he would want to be loved. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh my god, this is a comedy. <laughs> it's okay. No, this is really heavy because yeah. he's tried so hard to be the person that Ed could rely on and yeah. he is just uh, like it's a trust. You're like I am handing you I am handing you my heart. I am handing you my whole self. Do with it what you will, but please don't hurt it and yeah. he's hurting it. And it's he's violating the trust that Izzy is putting in him. Yeah. You know, the he yeah. Ed is violating the trust that the crew has put in him. That's why they're allowed to mutiny. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why so many pirates mutinied. That's that's what kept it yeah. working. Was mm-hmm. hey, if you start ruining us, we're going to mutiny. And like they yeah, it just he's violating everyone's trust i fully agree with you like ed is in a position where he has more power over the crew that they have over him right like yes and he is abusing that power in many different ways and Uh he is doing it on a personal level with izzy yeah it makes me wonder like how much of izzy is really izzy and how much Mm -hmm. of it is izzy being an izzy that he thinks ed would like yeah like, he's right. like, maybe if I act more like this, he's not going to hurt me. Or maybe if I act more like that, mm-hmm. he's going to respect me more. <laughs> right. you like, this is so... It's okay. Yeah, this is, like, really <laughs> emotional for me. I know. And I never really thought that, like, a silly little pirate show would bring this out. <laughs> no, I get it, too. Like, there's... What can I... What role can I take that mm-hmm. that will finally make you respect me? And, and what's sad... And what he doesn't see and what other people can see is if he doesn't respect you, then he's not going to no matter what role you take. Yeah, like exactly. The way he delivered the line, oh. I have love for you, Edward, and the way Ed dismisses it. I know. It was so interesting to me because it was like, this is the first time it was spoken out loud. They've they've had moments together where they just don't say it. Mm. And him like saying i have love for you edward i mean obviously he's trying to say i love you i love you i'm in love with you like you're my everything and he has to he has to yeah he has to temper it where it's like i have love for you which is such a um a removal of self Mm -hmm. you know like oh this thing exists in a jar somewhere you know Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah exactly like like (laughs) despite my best intentions i have love for you edward (laughs) (laughs) it's really giving i love you ain't that the worst thing you ever heard you know like Mm. (laughs) right yeah i just you know it's it's was such an interesting line in the way you delivered it and it pissed ed off so much exactly it's like and i think that's what izzy was afraid of i think that's why he tempered it because if he was like i'm in love with you that would make even even more angry so exactly and and all of this conversation like takes a turn for the worse when izzy suggests that like they should talk it through (laughs) which reminds ed of steed Hmm. he goes as a crew he was so angry oh my god like the like truly like an achillean rage frankly like mm-hmm. like burn it to the ground like i yeah um it, it just makes you think how how they've been tiptoeing around the whole situation this was this was steed's ship 
Yeah. How he has to come up at some point, you know, like mm-hmm. those, those were all his things. That's mm-hmm. his armoire that's in the hallway. And that's his, you know, like his yeah. library and everything. Like how, how have you been avoiding the steed issue this long? You haven't, but this was just the last straw, especially because it's a, it's a vocalization of like yeah. steeds, uh, uh, captainship, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day also, like, you know, you talk about them avoiding talking about steed, but like, Izzy and Edward avoiding to t- like talking about their relationship is kind of on the same mm-hmm. level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is truly a pattern in Ed's life at the moment that he just yeah. cannot fit. Like he doesn't have the tools to be able to face like the, the, the emotional challenges in front of him. Right. So Ed goes out on the deck to confront the crew and he points a gun at each of them, asking them Ugh. if they think that the atmosphere on the ship is toxic. And of course they all say no in order to save their <laughs> lives. Of course. And then Ed turns the gun on himself to ask himself that question. And as he's like in the middle of a conversation with himself, um, Izzy explodes and he tells the truth. So previously, Lucius was the truth teller on the ship and he got pushed overboard. So Izzy is kind of taking the role of truth teller Mm. and says, you know, your feelings for Steed fucking Bonnet. Ooh, 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 Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like that's that's as explicit as you can get, and that's dangerous territory. Like, ooh, I think that, like, and again, to come back to like, I, I, and maybe this is me projecting because, like, this was my experience. But like, mm-hmm. I think when somebody has broken you to that degree, like, you have nothing left but the truth. It was and, partly suicidal, like, he, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's like, you know what? At the end of the day, like, he might kill me, and and maybe that's better than whatever is going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely down. He's broken down completely. So, and Ed does shoot him, but he shoots him in the leg uh, for telling the truth, and he tells Frenchie immediately that he's now the first mate, and that his first job is to kill Izzy and get rid of him. The gasp I let out, like. I, you can't really tell where he shot him. I know. Just that yeah. he shot him. And I was like, <gasps> and again, I've seen the rest of the show. I know he's not, or not the rest of the show, but the rest of the, yeah. of the, like the, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly in other episodes. But oh my God, it was so visceral. And it was so oh, like, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. And um, realizing he shot him in the leg, I was like, okay, that answers some of our questions from the trailer. Yeah. Um, But uh, I just, and it was so quick and careless, and he was like, oh, and you kill him. And it goes back to where he said he, and I'm sure now it's probably different, but where he said he'd never killed anyone. And how yeah. that, like, was such a redeeming quality, um, maybe for a lot of the audience. Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you said that right. I was going to say. It was just like, oh, oh, okay, well, he's he's not the pirate we think he is, so now we can love him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but look what he look at what not killing means it means he shot someone he terrorized them he shot them and then he ordered someone else to kill them and which mm-hmm. is terrorizing the person that he's ordering to kill yeah. him too like he's terrorizing frenchie by ordering frenchie to kill izzy of course too. so like that's that's abusive in and of itself so yeah him not killing people isn't really the redeeming quality that it was made out to be no uh and i mean this is a show about pirates um, it is. 
So yeah, I think I think a lot of us were like, oh no, this is just a silly little show about dudes sure. who like are enjoying each other's presence. But like, no, this is a show about pirates. This is a this is a show about violence, and and we're that's the kind of violence that we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you if you have to have your heroes, you know, good, mm-hmm. then that's that's what you have to have. But uh, I don't think that's who these. Obviously, know. Ed and Steed are the heroes of the show. Mm-hmm. They aren't heroes, no, and they, they aren't. might not be good people. I'm saying they aren't good people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steed's done horrible things, but he's not a good person. Ed is not a good person. As much as we want them to be these happy, shiny mm-hmm. people, they are not good people, and that's okay. Like we can enjoy some. You know, you I always look to like Hannibal fans. Yeah, and I, yeah. I never really could get into Hannibal because I really cannot root for a cannibal. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, but he murdered and ate people. <laughs> but that's okay. But if that's your bag, that's your bag. I don't care. Like, yeah, exactly. You know. So yeah, I anyway. think also like a big question this season. Having seen the th- the first three episodes, like a big question this season is like, can people change, or what does it mean? Yeah, what does redemption mean? What does Mm -hmm. it mean to change? What is needed in order to change, right? Like um, second chances and all that stuff. Like I think this is really, this is something that we don't tend to think about all that much. Like, and again, I I like to use fiction in in order to work out some stuff that Mm -hmm. I have going on in my real life. And one of the things that I keep wondering about is like, what does it mean to rehabilitate quote unquote criminals? Like, yeah. If we're because th- and, and, this is something that's quite present in my mind because of a topic that we're talking about in school, but like what does abolition mean? Prison mm-hmm. abolition. Mm-hmm. Right? And so and so I, I'm thinking about this in the context of our flag means death and I'm like, okay, so Ed has done all of those horrible things. Yeah. What does it mean? Why is it that I still think he can change? Yeah. And I don't afford that same empathy to other people and so i'm i'm i yeah this Mm -hmm. is kind of like what's going on in my mind and i am so excited to see what they come up with this season to talk about this it's also important to keep in mind that like a lot of times abusers are also victims of abuse i mean like the way he was raised uh the way he was under hornigold he was very traumatized under hornigold like he Mm -hmm. learned these were learned behaviors and um as much as that doesn't remove accountability, you see how these things developed without it just being like, oh, he just felt like it. He's just a sociopath. You know, mm-hmm. he's just a psychopath and has no empathy for other people. No, this was a learned behavior. And I don't know if it makes it any better or worse, but like, yeah, it's just he's not a perfect person. He's not. A, he may not even be a good person. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's human. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah so I don't know. Human. It, yeah. yeah, it's. It's very interesting. Yeah, definitely. So after this incredibly dramatic moment, we are back again at the Republic of Pirates. And I, I know that it might sound super choppy, like the way that we're doing this right now, but mm. it, it it's how it happens in the show and it doesn't feel choppy when they do it. it. So like they're, no. they're very good at this. Well, it's also a reprieve because yes. like, it's like, oh, the stuff on the Revenge is so heavy. Yeah, that to cut to this silly little heist where they're being goofy, like <laughs> yes. is is like oh, thank it feels you. Good. Okay, yeah, it's yes, a, it does. Yeah, it does. absolutely. 
Uh, so the Swede is the one performing the husbandly duties with Jackie, <laughs> which at this point is to massage her. So is this like a quintessential Swedish massage? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Oh my God. Because he's the Swede. And it not a Swedish massage supposed to be like almost painful? Like it's very like deep. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But it's like she is like. <laughs> Fuck oh, she is loving up. it. <laughs> Fuck these hammies up. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. I love but yeah, her I think so it's much. a Swedish massage, or at least it's it's supposed of to allude course, to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's that's really good. I I loved that scene. I thought it was so funny. Mm. Um the crew uses this moment to steal the chest from Jackie's room, and they're about to leave, but then Richard Baines insists on leaving his quote-unquote calling card. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, I cannot be too empathetic with you because you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because, like, Steed was being loud, and the crew was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then he then Richard Baines pops in and he's like, hey, you're supposed to be on lookout, which, first of all, who's on lookout now? Yeah. And I thought they were about to get caught. And he's like, oh, no, here's where the action is. And he's being super loud. And I'm like, shut the fuck. And yeah. Steed starts saying, shut the shut up. Yeah. Basically. And it's like, wow, if you're being loud for Steed. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. So he's making his cocktail, his lime Ricky. But he's being so loud that Jackie hears the bottle's clinking and finds Richard because Steed leaves and Mm -hmm. she cuts off his nose. Um, Yeah. Which he deserved. (laughs) So one has to wonder if he feels betrayed by Steed and the crew. If he, maybe, you know, like he's going to hold a grudge. Like what's going to happen with that? Because I do Mm. think he, from the trailer, I think he shows back up later. So, (laughs) yeah, I think that answered a question that we had about the trailer, actually. So, uh huh, Uh -huh. that's what I thought about when we saw that. But yeah, so we'll see what happens with him. We don't quite know. All we know is that he has no more nose. What an idiot! Yeah, I know. Like I said, I think he deserves it. Like it's yeah, (laughs) yeah, within the world of this, right? Obviously, like don't cut people's nose off if they're stealing. But like you know what I mean, right? But he was um, treating it like an adventure, just like Steed was yeah. in season one, where he was play acting, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, oh, no, there's serious consequences. Yeah, exactly. And outside, the crew has opened the chest, and it turns out that it's full of indigo, which is very, very, very <laughs> valuable. Um, Roach has it all over his hands and his face, and he's like, it's just blue dirt. <laughs> it's blue dirt. <laughs> which honestly is like, I think, a comment on colonialism. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, like the whole one the of thing the you whole found val- valuable, the people who lived there natively do not exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought that that was incredibly well done. Like, what mm-hmm. a good way to show something to make a comment about a bigger mm-hmm. system of oppression. Because it's yeah. true, it is blue dirt. Indigo is it blue is. dirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, so Diamonds anyway. are just rocks. Yeah. <laughs> There's shiny rocks. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. anyway. So Jackie finds the crew and she's about to cut off all of their noses. But that's <laughs> when Susan from the soup stand offers to buy the indigo off Jackie and to buy the crew off of Jackie. And Jackie does eventually agree. Yeah. Um, Which she keeps the Swede. He 
he yes was she figures out that he was on to her you know mm-hmm. that he let them in on the information and he was very upset and he said i had to and she was like mm, double cross is my jam and she like made her even more attractive <laughs> she was like oh but there you go she loves all parts of him yeah you know? And Susan, I love Susan. So Susan's revealed. She said, she said, aren't you the soup bitch? And she said, I'm the money bitch. I, I I'm sorry. I love Susan. Yeah. I love Susan. I love the way she delivers her lines. I love every, I love it. So she pays Jackie off and, and she gets the crew and they're like, oh shit. Now we're owned by them now too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I have some thoughts about Susan. I'm excited to be an episode two so that we can talk yes. about them more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I really love Susan. I love Auntie. Um, yes. Particularly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very, very interesting that they decided to do this. So yeah. back on the revenge, the crew is literally and figuratively like cleaning up Ed's mess because mm-hmm. Jim and Archie are cleaning up Izzy's blood. And Jim tells Fang the story of the wooden boy to help him <sighs> stop crying. <laughs> it's so freaking cute oh my god it really is it's comfort yeah it shows that it's comfort and it shows that there's like a cost to doing this right yeah Mm -hmm. um frenchie asks ed what they're going to do next and ed launches into like this bizarre story about a bird that's born on in the sky and never touches land and frenchie's like i don't think that that's possible um (laughs) Which, you know, yeah, you're right, Frenchie. It's not possible. But anyway, he tells... Yeah? You're going to love this. Okay. No. There is actually actually a bird that spends (laughs) almost all of its time in the air. Okay. Okay. The only exception is nesting. So otherwise, it it drinks, it feeds, it even mates while flying. So they spend almost an entire year flying without landing. So about 10 months of the year, they fly without landing. Oh my god. And do you know what the name of this bird is? No. You're gonna love this. Swift. <gasps> it's a swift. <laughs> I was like researching. I was like, birds that don't land. And they're like, yeah, the swift. <laughs> no way. Uh-huh. Oh my god, this is giving me brain warms. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I, I can't I can't open that right now. But <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> That's for your Taylor Swift podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that I haven't started yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next one. Um, but I think that the, the, the story serves as a way to tell Frenchie that they're basically never going back to land. And so sure, like, sure, sure. And so all of the, the riches that they're accumulating are just never going to be useful, right? Like this is what they're going True. to be stuck in for the rest of their lives, which is going to be short. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, thinking back again to that first episode in season one, you know, pirate's life, uh, short, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and it's Frenchy singing yeah. about how a pirate's life is short. Like this is yeah. what he's realizing is going to happen, right? Like he's he's never going back to land at this point unless there's a mutiny. Yeah, and that's when Ed pulls out the cake toppers from the wedding that they attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, actually one of the cake toppers, the yeah, one that the looks groom. like Steed, just the groom, and says, mm-hmm. fuck you, Steed Bonnet. <laughs> and the camera pans out to the moon, and then it continues panning, and then we see Steed in, like, 
a tender saying mm -hmm. good night ed teach <laughs> oh god he doesn't know what he's in for he good has Lord. no idea like and no. and this is also where we find out that quote unquote susan is actually zhang yi sao pirate mm -hmm. queen who's a historical figure yes um, but she's she's about a century later than the 1700s she was in the eight, early 1800s okay but oh that's really it, cool it actually is kind of good to know that they're picking from history but they're not really like relying on historical timelines because yeah. the timelines of ed and steed are very short very short very sad but yeah very i think I, I mean this is not a historical drama right like i, I <laughs> oh i'm fine with it i'm totally fine exactly. with it we found out she's not you know so she was not only the most successful female pirate, but like one of the most successful pirates in history. I mean, so, yeah, we're well, we're gonna allude ass. to that in episode two. We're gonna be talking about yes. that. So that's that's really exciting, honestly. Like, I am so excited to see yep. more about Susan, yeah, um, and her crew. Did you watch the post credit scene? Everyone needs to know that. I'm pretty sure every episode is going to have a post-credit scene. Yes, I did watch the post-credit scene. Thanks it's to so you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they're ever going to be like super integral to the plot. Like this one was just going back to Jim telling oh. Fang the wooden boy story and yeah. just going a little further. And I don't know if it was technically like a blooper because Jim starts laughing, but like it's very much still in character. Yeah. But they start, it's, it's not the Pinocchio story I grew up on. No. It's like <laughs> the Dark Lord. I am becoming flesh. I'm becoming flesh. <laughs> and he's like, yes, Dark Lord. <laughs> they do it's so, so well. It's so cute. Yeah. But again, I think, I, yeah. And this is more like a parallel than like anything that's probably meant by that. But like the story of the wooden boy not being the Pinocchio that we know I think yes. is also really um, useful to us understanding that like this story of Ed and Steed are probably not the stories of Ed and Steed that we do know mm. from the history books, right? True, true. Very true. So, hope so. That is, yeah, same. I hope so too. <laughs> My God. Yeah. So this was yeah. episode one. That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. That's not so bad. I'm looking at the time. Whether we did okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, Let's see. How much do we... It was an hour and 17 recording because we yeah. had some technical issues. Yeah, All right. there you go. Um, well, do you have any last thoughts with the, the episode? Honestly, like, I, one of my... One of the things that I really wanted to do this season was just, like, enjoy the show more. And I feel uh -huh. like... I have managed to do that. Like I'm yeah. watching for pleasure and for crying sometimes. <laughs> mm, yeah. But yeah. like, it's, it's, I find that I'm enjoying this season so much more than season one, not because it's better, but just because I'm allowing myself to trust the narrative. Yeah. They've earned it. Honestly, yeah. I think they've earned our trust. Yeah. So anything yeah. comes up for you? Uh yeah, just I I was so excited, so happy to be back, and I just I, we had heard a rumor that the episodes were longer, and yes. then it turned out not to be true, and you know, but it felt it felt so full, it felt like you know I didn't feel short at all. It I was just really happy that they were back, and the episodes <sighs> are jam packed for sure. They are. Like, there's they so are. much to talk about in each of them. 
<laughs> I don't see how the editors, that's an impossible job. Like, oh, yeah. hey, take this story and, you know, fit yeah, it in 30 exactly. minutes. Like, oh my Ugh. gosh. No, I absolutely loved it. That's a job I don't want. <laughs> no, I Forget that. for visiting the gentleman pirates library please do wash your hands before reading who knows what kind of dirt you found out on the deck please also subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts you can find us on twitter at gentleman pirates that's the word gentleman p-i-r and the number eight we'll be back next week with our coverage of book 12 thank you thank you